Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, first game, good to have fun. Nice day out, good, good day to play baseball. Is that what it was, just playing baseball? Uh, that's just what it was to me, playing baseball with people on my team. Try to get the win, obviously, came with story, but spring training. Spring training for everyone. What have you gotten out of camp so far? Um, to be honest, like not a whole lot yet. It's only just starting, but I'm hoping to just acquire more and more stuff over the over the span of it. I see maybe some infield tips from Xander, maybe some hitting tips from the new coaches, but really just still trying to learn a lot. That was Jackson Merrill after he went three for three in his spring training debut. So that was awesome to see Jackson Merrill out there contributing to for the Padres here in the first game of spring training. Matt Scraby here with you on Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Tony Gwynn Jr. will be joining me shortly. Chris Ella will probably be joining us later in the show. He is on his way to uh, uh, call a game tomorrow for the Aztecs women's basketball team. But... Jackson Merrill is, uh, as as I said last segment, he seems like a guy, I'm already seeing why the Padres are so high on him and why the Padres didn't want to give him up in, in some sort of trade package. Uh, they, they were willing to give up other guys, but Jackson Merrill looks good, three for three in relief of Xander Bogart, so... Good stuff. I'm happy to see that, and it's uh, everything that I've been reading about him seemed to come true today. So if you have any thoughts on Jackson Merrill, 833-288-0973, or if you have any thoughts on the new rules of the game. I said Manny Machado is going to go down officially as the first person in baseball history to be assessed a strike for the pitch clock violation or the batting clock violation that Manny Machado has. And he talked to reporters after the game. We'll get to that audio in just one second. But when I was listening to the game driving into the studio, I was uh, really surprised at how quick everything went. And I knew that baseball wanted to speed up the game. And that's why they're making all these changes. And that's why they're trying to make it more... Uh, I guess, uh, friendly for the times that we're in and, and the shorter attention spans that we have. But I, I kind of felt like it was a little too fast at times. And even Tony Gwynn Jr. said it on the broadcast, that he has less time to break down a play after it happens or break down a pitch after it happens because as soon as the pitch is caught in the in the or as soon as the pitcher gets the ball, the clock starts. And so everything is moving. I got to say that. It was efficient. I think that there were no real... Uh, stoppages of play that made it seem like it wasn't going to work. I did think that the, that the pitch clock worked very well, actually. But let's hear from Manny about 
the pitch, his uh, batting clock violation. I keep calling it a batting clock violation. They're calling it a pitch clock violation, but I can't think it's a pitch clock violation because he's not pitching and it was called on him. But anyway, uh, here's Manny Machado after the game today talking about his pitch clock violation. I mean, uh, <laughs> that time came by quick. That kind of, that time came by quick, and uh, uh, it's definitely something that we're gonna have to get used to. You know, it kind of takes away your routine. Uh, you know, just your your presence of being up there and kind of um, you know lot, like zoning in before before my pitch. So I couldn't even do my routine. So. The umpire gave me a little warning. He's like, hey, hey, you got two seconds. You got two seconds. And by that time, I was already late when I got in there. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, that time time goes by fast. They're going to get used to this. So it's not going to be, I don't think, a big deal during the season. But, again, it, it does go by fast. And there's something to... Uh, the there's something to letting baseball build itself up over a game because obviously things get more and more dramatic as the game goes along and things are have heavier weight toward as the game goes along and I don't want to see a big moment ruined by a, a batting clock violation a pitch clock violation but they're going to call this and they're going to call it consistently throughout the season and they're going to call it in the playoffs as well and the world series. So everything is going to change in that regard. And, and, and we'll talk about this on, on Gwen and Chris at some point here soon, but it, it's, we, there has to be some sort of uh learning curve for when they're going to implement these clocks and when they're going to take the drama out of the game. Because uh if there is a bottom of the ninth bases loaded, like there was today, Padres had bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, and things were just moving so quick. I'm trying to snap my fingers. There it is. Things were just moving so quick, and I, I wanted a little bit of time to breathe in between each pitch. Again, I know this is spring training, and I know this is the first game of the season. It doesn't mean anything at all. But these are what these are the changes that we're going to get used to throughout the year. And uh, I can't wait to talk to Tony about what he thought being there in Peoria and seeing what was happening in between pitches and how he's going to have to adjust with everything. But Manny Machado said he's going to have to adjust, and I know he will. Uh, hopefully that doesn't continue throughout the season. It's going to be pretty wild when a, a batter actually gets a strike in a regular season game when it's in a big spot. I, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that there could be a moment in a game where an umpire or where, not even an umpire because the, the clock is the clock. If he doesn't get in the batter's box in the allotted time, then they're going to have to call it. But I still can't wrap my head around the fact that a, a game could be decided by a clock violation. I, I think, I mean, over the years, baseball has been one of those sports that doesn't have a clock. That's what it distinguishes it from the other major sports in American sports, like hockey and, and football and basketball, baseball's always been that game where you don't have the clock ticking down and adding that pressure, but now we do. And I, and if you have any thoughts about that, 833-288-0973. Uh, let's talk a little bit now about some of what happened today in the game because Nick Martinez Started the game for the Padres. He went two innings. He only gave up three hits, and he struck out four. So very good outing for Nick Martinez. And I think that Nick Martinez is extremely motivated for this season as a starter. He did everything that the Padres asked him last year by doing and pitching in any situation that they asked him to. So 
Nick Martinez, when we talked to him last year at spring training, he was just coming in to, to the team, and he was the new guy, and he said he wanted to start, but he'll do anything he can to help the team win, and he did, and he held his word. And so the Padres have to hold their side of the bargain when uh, they're, they're going to allow him to start. And he started today, 4Ks, two innings. That's pretty good. I'll say that's pretty good. And it wasn't like the Mariners were throwing out a soft lineup at all. They had Ty France, the Colton Wong, uh, Julio Rodriguez. They had all of their guys in the lineup when Nick Martinez was pitching. So you have to love what you saw from him. And then Ryan Weathers, he he didn't give up any earned runs because uh, the, the runs that were scored while he was pitching were due to an error by Juan Soto in left field. So, and Jesse and Tony said it was just kind of like a, a little bit of uh sun in the eyes for Juan Soto. So nothing like he, he messed up the play, but that, that will make you think that Ryan Weathers had a bad day. I thought he had a pretty decent day, three strikeouts and two innings. He did give up three hits, but we've been talking about the overhead windup that Ryan Weathers is, is working on. And, and Tony was saying that it's nice to have a big league dad, dad who was a pitcher as well, because he was someone uh, that can help Ryan Weathers through this tough part of his career. But Ryan Weathers went, he, he went uh, two innings, three hits, three K's. That's, that's pretty good. I have to say, uh, and, down the stretch, some of the guys that we saw last year, like Matthew Batten, he doubled to left uh, in the eighth inning, the bottom of the eighth inning, you make the game 3-1. So all the way around, Padres uh, were surprisingly, or not surprisingly, it wasn't surprising that today's game went the way it did. It was just fun to see them back in action, see all of the big players playing and uh, doing well. And we need to see that going through the rest of spring training. The Mariners end up winning 3-2 to two here at the Peoria Sports Complex. We're going to uh, head to break it just a little bit, but I wanted to get into something about Josh Hader because Josh Hader is is in the last year of his contract. And Adam and I were talking about before the show yesterday uh, about his uh, future with the Padres, and we know that there's the Manny Machado extension that needs to come up at some point. There's the Juan Soto contract that's going to need to be uh, coming up at some point. And then you're going to have Josh Hader, who is one of the best closers in the league. But Edwin Diaz just kind of set the market at his five years and over $100 million, $102 million to be exact. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on whether or not that was if the Padres should extend Josh Hader or offer a contract to Josh Hader that is in a similar ballpark to Edwin Diaz of the Mets with five years and $102 million. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. But if you have any thoughts about today's game, give me a call. 833-288-0973. We're going to get you some traffic. And then Josh Hader, should he be paid over $100 million by the Padres? That's next. 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I hate to say it, but unfortunately, the Padres lost their first game of the year. Fortunately, it does not matter. The Mariners win 3-2, to two, but David Dahl at the end there almost hit a grand slam to put the Padres on top. That, was, uh, that would have been a very nice way to end the first game for David Dahl in a Padres uniform, but just in front of the fence did the uh, Mariners outfielder. Can't remember who it was, so that's why I'm going to call him a Mariners outfielder. But he stepped under it, and he was able to save the game for the Mariners. So Padres are 0-1 in the Cactus League. A hit. They took a hit from their Cactus League championship hopes, and that's really disappointing. I know that Chris is going to be really disappointed whenever he hears that. Uh, Matt Scraby here on Gwyn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Crisello traveling with the Aztecs women's basketball team. He's having a little bit of weather issues. Oh, funny. Funny that the guy who all week long was talking about all the the uh, meteorologists in town predicting this huge storm and nothing coming of it, and he ends up getting delayed uh, in, with his flight, which is just so fitting. So the universe and karma got him back with his flight being delayed by a couple hours. But he was going to be here by the start of the show originally, but because he talks so much trash about the weather during the week, he is now stuck in the airport just sitting there. And uh, he's going to have to deal with the weather wherever he is going. So that's what you get, Chris, for, for bad-mouthing the weather like that. Tony Gwynn Jr. is making his way back to his apartment in Peoria after calling the game with the Padres and the Mariners. But we were talking about Josh Hader. We're going to get to that in just one second. I do want to remind everyone, or not remind everyone, but point out the fact that Manny went two for two in the game today with two singles, even though he got the, the first clock violation strike of the baseball era, but he did start off the season very good. I think Manny Machado is going to have an incredibly insane season. I don't even know if that's a phrase, incredibly insane, but I feel like that's what he's going to do this year with everything that's at stake for him, the the World Series aspirations this team has. I just can't see any other way but Manny having another career year for the Padres. Uh, before we get into Josh Hader, Nick Martinez, uh, after he started the game today, and we talked about how he pitched well, two innings, four strikeouts, he went to and talked to the media after the game about the pitch clock and what he thought about everything that happened in his first start. Um, fast. <laughs> Did you feel it? Yeah, Did, okay. yeah, I definitely well, felt it. What about um, it? What was the experience? Just very conscious of it, you know. I mean, before I wasn't, but I don't... I, Worked fast already, I feel like. But there are times um, in my innings where I like to slow things down, and I didn't really get that opportunity. Um, so it'll be a little tricky 
Um, we've got to find areas to kind of save some time so that I can use some time, some personal time when I need it. Um, other than that, um, today the way to kind of alleviate that time or the, the, the pressure of the time was to was having the pitch comm with me, where you know for the majority of the time. Uh, Campy was calling the game, but if I had kind of like an inkling or like a pitch that kind of stood out for me to use, I just just pressed it. Um, I didn't wait, you know, for him to call it. I was just like, okay, I want this one. How many times did you do that? I did it a few times where right after the pitch we called it, and then he also was right there like, you know, he was quick with it too where something popped out on him. He saw a pitch that we can definitely, you know, is open to us. And before I even got on the rubber, he pressed it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's, let's rock and roll. So that, that, things like that can help uh, uh, with the time. And so um, got to kind of search for other ways I can give myself more time. That was Nick Martinez after the game talking about the pitch clock. Talking about pitch comp, too, that's another thing that is being introduced this year that will help speed up the game, and it will be that pitchers get to choose their own pitches. They have a, a pitch comp device on the belt, and they're able to hit the pitch that they want. So you heard him right there saying that a couple times today he went to his own pitch, and then instead of Luis Campisano calling the pitch. So that could be another thing, another wrinkle of uh, speeding up the games. This game, I, I believe, started around noon, so it was definitely less than three hours and I don't know about you all but I was kind of uh, I was kind of thinking it was going to be at least at minimum three hours the the game but uh, the the speeding up rules that they put into place definitely showed themselves today and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the show as we go along but Josh Hader he is uh, he's coming into his last year of his contract with the Padres. He was in arbitration, so that was his final year of arbitration this offseason, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, next year. So the Padres are going to have to make a decision on whether or not they want to pay Josh Hader a lot of money, because Edwin Diaz of the Mets earlier, may, he got a contract for five years and $102 million, and he has an option in 2026. So he's locked in for the next three years at $17.5 million, and then in 2026, he can make 18.5, unless he is having some insane uh, career at that point. At 32 years old, I, I don't see why he would opt out of an $18.5 million contract. But I guess I said that about Manny Machado when he signed his uh, deal with the Padres, 10 years, $300 million. I, I thought the opt-out wasn't in play, but as we've seen, the opt-out definitely in play for a lot of different contracts around baseball. But his player option is for 2026, and then in 2028, it's a club option. So I, I'm thinking that if I'm Josh Hader, someone who has led a lot of uh, – he has led a lot of stats – in the closer realm over the last couple of years in baseball, I'm thinking that I want to be paid, if not what Edwin Diaz got, but more than what Edwin Diaz got. He's a four-time All-Star. He's a two-time All-Major League Baseball first-teamer. He's a three-time NL reliever of the year, most recently in 2021. He's, he led baseball in saves in 2020 in the shortened season. And we saw what he could do in the playoffs last year. We also saw him go through a little stretch there with the Padres where it was not it was not easy for him, but the it, it all turned around and in the in the playoffs he was just lights out. But with all the other contracts that have been given out and with Robert Suarez being extended by the team 5 years and I believe 46 million dollars, I got to ask where the Padres are going to be at with this. Is this just a one last year deal with Josh Hader because I don't know that the Padres are going to want to sign him to a 5-year 102 million dollar deal at the minimum. 
I don't think that he, again, I don't think that he's going to take anything less than that. And I, I got a tweet in the break saying that they, they should not, the Padres should not sign Josh Hader because closers are overrated. And I tend to agree with you a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I think that a good closer is is better than uh, the top elite closers are definitely worth it. And Josh Hader seems to me like he is an elite closer. And if he's not the best closer in the league, he's one of the top three best closers in the league or maybe even top five if we're going to extend it out to that. But I, I think that Josh Hader might be the difference maker that the Padres are going to have to pay. But, again, you have Robert Suarez that is an eighth-inning guy right now. Maybe he's going to be pitching the eighth inning here this year, and then next year he'll be the closer for, for the Padres. Maybe that was in their plans the entire time, was to have Josh Hader in his last year of arbitration with the team and go all in this year, and then next year move Suarez to the closer spot. And you have other guys that like Luis Garcia that can pitch in the eighth inning. So the Padres have options, and they may have already set up their future by giving Robert Suarez the contract that he did. But I just don't know that the Padres are going to be in a place where they can pay Josh Hader $18, $19, 20000000 million a year because they are already paying so many different contracts. And I know that we're focused on this season, and I know that spring training just started today. Today was the first day of spring training, but I think these are all important questions we have to ask while leading up to the season. When we're in season, we can bring these up as needed, but right now it's it's what we need to talk about because it's how the team is going to be built throughout the season. Josh Hader was actually on with Ben and Woods earlier this morning, and they asked him about his contract situation, and here is what he told them. We haven't really had too many discussions. Obviously, we just um, agreed on the arbitration deal, which was a huge, a huge part of the process. But um, you know, love it here. So you know, if whatever comes out of that, um, we'll figure it out. But yeah. right now, for me personally, just focusing on the season, getting ready, and um, you know, put us into another postseason, and you know, win the World Series. What a chip! Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that. That's what it seems like to me this year for the Padres. That was Josh Hader on Ben and Woods. They haven't discussed it yet, which also maybe sort of kind of tells me something. If they haven't discussed the future of Josh Hader and they just discussed arbitration numbers, then that is uh, somewhat of a sign to me as well. Maybe a small sign, but and maybe I'm just completely overreading this entire situation, which definitely could happen. But it, I think that it's a sign that maybe they already have their plan because they're not planning to discuss things with Josh Hader in the future. I mean, why not just, I guess, give him this arbitration year and then have him extended already coming into the year? Uh, I know they have a lot of other things going on, but at the same time, he's one of those guys that's going to be a little bit of a problem, not a problem, but a difficulty to get back on the team next year because of what he's going to command on the market. So if you have any thoughts about Josh Hader getting a Edwin Diaz type deal of five years, $102 million, give us a call. Give me a call. 833-288-0973. Tony said the traffic is snarled outside of the Peoria Sports Complex He is making his way back to his apartment, and he's going to join us as soon as he gets back there. Chris Ello, again, karma is getting him because he made fun of the weather all week long and how it wasn't showing up and it wasn't in the meteorologist told me a lie. And now he's stuck in the airport, so I love that. Love that he's stuck in the airport. Uh, When we get back, 
We're going to talk about, we're actually going to hear from Manny Machado. He was on also with the morning show, Ben and Woods. Ben and Woods had all the, the stars today. They had uh, Josh Hader. They had Joe Musgrove. They had Manny Machado. I believe they had Nelson Cruz. They had everyone today. So we're going to go through some of that audio when we get back in. And we're going to find out what Manny said about beating the Dodgers in the playoffs. What did he feel? What did that do for his psyche Going forward, we'll find out when we play that audio on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, if you didn't know, you should check out Odyssey's Big Time Baseball podcast with our very own Tony Gwynn Jr. and MLB insider John Heyman. If you are looking for an inside scoop on what's happening in baseball from the field to the clubhouse and front office, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes of Big Time Baseball are available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt Scravey here on 97.3 The Fan. Tony making his way through traffic in Peoria. Chris still sitting in the airport in San Diego. Uh, we we probably at this point, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to we're going to be able to get a hold of Chris, but you never know. Diff- uh, things have changed before, so we'll we'll check in a little bit later and see if he's going to join the show. But we're talking about Josh Hader right now and whether or not the Padres should give him a long contract. So, um, Mario, hang on just one second. I'm going to get to you, but let's go with Michael and stay on this one uh, real quick. And Michael from Lemon Grove, our guy, uh, SD Lifer fan, has some thoughts on the Josh Hader contract. What's up, Mike? Michael? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I mean, if you look at what we have to do as an organization over the next two or three years with re-upping Manny, trying to get Soto long-term, We've already given Big Game Bob his big contract to step into that role. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna learn from Hater this season. I think we we let Hater walk at the end of the year instead of investing that twenty million dollar plus into him. We've already got our closer of the future in, in Robert Suarez, and we we let him walk or even trade him at the deadline to try to pick up a another starter if our back end of our rotation falters like they have in years past yeah and uh michael i i know that you're a big time padres fan are are you thinking that robert suarez i mean he is the guy the padres have to be absolutely sure that he is the guy do you think that he is i think he's the guy and i think the padres are gonna run him out there earlier in the season than people think i think we're going to come into a back-to-back close situation, and then instead of giving Hader the ball back-to-back, they're going to give Suarez the mm. ball on that second day to see about testing his metal in that sort of environment. That's a good point. Thank you, Michael, for the phone call. Uh, that is something I didn't even think about. On back-to-back days, would they have Robert Suarez go second in a back-to-back situation? And that is pretty interesting. Also, Michael said something about um, trading at the de- deadline, which – I did think about that the other day, but it kind of hit me as it was so crazy that I thought about it that way that I, I didn't think about it further. But I guess we should explore that just a little bit because I it is interesting to think if Josh Hader is pitching well, there's nothing wrong, and he has value at the trade deadline to maybe some American League team. Uh, why not trade him and move Robert Suarez back? Obviously, our Robert Suarez has to be ready to go at the closer spot, and they have to have – I would think that Drew Pomerantz as well would have to be a guy that's ready to go and, and staying injury-free, relatively injury-free, for them to be able to do that. But that could be an option. It really could. Uh, uh, 
It, it might be crazy because a winning team would trade an all-star closer or a very accomplished closer at the deadline when they themselves are hopefully in a position to be going deep into the playoffs. I, I think that it would be very fun to talk about here on San Diego Sports Talk Radio. I definitely would love to sink my teeth into that one. And another story that's not baseball-related re- that I want to sink my teeth into a little bit later is this Russell Wilson story about how he wanted to get head coach Pete Carroll fired from the Seahawks. So we'll talk about that later. But first, we're talking Padres baseball. If you have anything to say, 833-288-0973. We're going to Mario. Mario is fired up to talk Padres baseball. What's up, Mario? Uh, it's all good, man. You know, uh, I listened to the game today, and I there's a couple things I liked and a couple things I'm kind of worried about. I like the – I like – they speeded the game up a little bit. You know, I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I hope it doesn't end up hurting any of the pitchers, you know, or, you know, something that they got to get used to. I know by next year we'll be okay, but this year is going to be a trying year, and hopefully everything will be okay with the with the pitchers after they get used to what they got to do. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. But other than that, let's go Padres. All right, Mario. I love that you listened to the game. I love that you love in the pitch clock. Because I did like it. Thank you, Mario, for the phone call. I did like it. I thought it was a little too fast at times. And if you're just tuning in and you want to have, a, if you want to have a conversation about the new rules today, eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Let's go to Kathy right here. Kathy, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing good now that I can hear the show because I called in. Oh, the app never switched over to you guys. Oh gosh. Well, thank you for letting me know. We're gonna have to figure that out here in just a second. But anyway, uh, what's on your mind, Kathy? Well, I mean, just the fact that baseball's back is, like, amazing. And, of course, watching the game and how the TV broadcast let off with the seventh inning of last season mm. playoff game. It's just like, it was just like, okay, I'm ready. I'm so ready for this <laughs> season. And, you know, hopefully nobody's freaking out yet because it's first game. I'm not even going to go there. Training. Not even going to go there. Nope, 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 nope. But I can't wait. I'm so happy the season's back. Gravy. What That's what what were your thoughts season. on some of the new rules that we saw today? Because I think everybody, from what I saw on Twitter and some of my friends texting me, it was it, it's it's enough to warrant a conversation about the difference that we we saw in the game. I mean, the only thing really that came into play was what the pitch clock today, because nobody's really throwing over to first that many times. Sure. There was like I think one instance of it. Yeah. So. I think that uh, that other stuff's going to come into play maybe once the season really gets ramping up. But, you know, the pitch clock is like, meh, okay, so far so good. And, of course, Manny getting nailed on the first pitch, <laughs> his first at-bat was kind of funny. But, you know, it's I didn't realize that they were going to have the catchers had to be in a certain position to... There's a lot of moving pieces to, to this whole thing. Yeah. And I thought it was just all about the pitchers, but it's not. It's not. It's not at all. And uh, thank you for the phone call, Kathy. I appreciate it. And I'm going to try to get this fixed so that you can listen on the app, okay? Okay, cool. All Thanks, right. great. <laughs> Thanks Kathy. Have a great weekend. Uh, that That is true, that we didn't see many instances of throwovers to first base or second base or whatever today. And that will take up a little bit more time, too. But then again, they're only able to throw over – uh, a couple times, I believe two times, they're only able to throw over the pitchers. So that's going to be a lot different as well. Uh, let's go to RJ in Lakeside, see what's going on with him. What's going on, RJ? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. Well, what's on your mind? 
So three things, I'll make them quick. First things first, that last caller two callers ago who suggested trading Hader at the deadline, freaking brilliant. That's a great idea. Mm. Um, would love to see that. Second thing, um, oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot what that second thing was. But, I do that all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So the Dodgers, I get it. We're the little brother. And as a San Diego and all my life, we need to just be okay with it until we actually win stuff. I know people don't like hearing it. People don't like get, getting guff from the Dodgers. Hate them too, but until we win something, they get the right to crap on us. And until we bring the, the ring, nothing, nothing is all right. And then, of course, once we do, they'll still crap on us. We might have as many World Series as not more of them in the next few years. It doesn't matter. They'll still crap on us. So get used to it. And the last thing, this is a non-baseball-related thing. Okay. I've been listening to this station a long time. I'm tired of hearing people complain that Snapdragon Stadium is not good enough for NFL. Guys, SDSU never said it would be. SDSU built it for them. Stop complaining. They're not the reason why we don't have NFL. Snapdragon is for the Aztecs. Let it go, people. No, you can't expand it well enough. There's no way. Beautiful stadium. Leave it alone. And people, just pop. Enough. Snapdragon is Snapdragon. That's all I got, boss. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, RJ. I appreciate that. Uh, RJ brought it. I love that. And uh, I think RJ and I would get along. The Snapdragon stuff, I I, I have seen that as well. I mean, I, I don't know what people expect. I don't know. We get a stadium built. We're, we're complaining for years about how the stadium can't get built. Nothing can get built at the Qualcomm Stadium site. We get something built, and we, we hate it. But I don't know. Anyway, back to uh, what else RJ said about the Dodgers. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that as well. That uh, you, you're going to have to take it from the Dodgers fans until they win, until the Padres can end up winning a world title. Um, but I think that there is a little bit more room for, or le- less room for the Dodgers fans to talk after last season and with what happened in the playoffs. Yes, the Dodgers have been the dominant force in the NL West coming up here in the last few years, but. Not not even the last few years, the last lot of years. And I, I think uh, now after last year's playoffs, I think that Dodgers fans need to chill back. Chill. Oh, wait, wait. I have to get my, my sound effect of Chris saying it because it would be so much better. But I think some of those fans need to chill, son. That's what Chris said back in the day. So um, I, I think this year is going to be very fun. Very, very, very fun. Let's go to Travis in Ocean Beach. Travis, what's up? Not much. Just uh, want to talk about that pitch clock. Yeah. What do you what do you, what do you think about it? Well, I, I love the rule. I love the actual thing. But it seems like when I was watching it on TV that the pitch clock was it was huge. The sign was like <laughs> eight by four feet. Yeah. And it was it was big. But I do know I do know that they aren't going to have Jesse did say this on the broadcast that they aren't going to have the pitch clock in the view of the center field camera, so it won't be there during the regular season. Uh, thank God. <clears throat> because it's, it, it seems, if I'm, you know, if I'm Martinez looking at it, it's just a little stressful. And it seems a bit odd to use it when it's like 14, 13. Like if it was, you know, three seconds like they do it in football, it makes a little more sense. So. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Did you uh, notice anything else about the, the game or the rules that we saw? I didn't notice anything else that thought it was this happened left field what happened there i believe uh what they're saying on the radio and thank you for the phone call travis i believe what happened is uh jesse was saying that there was sun coming into view for juan soto in left field i guess the sun is right there at that time of day in the face of the left fielder so it was more of like a sun ball than it was uh a a an actual you know 
dropped ball or anything like that. There were some issues with the sun. So I was actually driving in at that point, didn't see the play, but I did hear the guys on the radio describe it, and they, they, they said it was just an unfortunate thing that happened today. And unfortunately, it did cause the Padres to lose the game, so I guess uh, we can open up panic lines if everybody wants to. But uh, no, let's not panic. It's only the first game, people. It's only the first game. We had a good start to the season, the spring training season. We have Nick Martinez, two innings pitched, only gave up three hits, struck out four. Ryan Weathers looked very good. Two innings. I know he gave up those three runs. They were not earned because of the air. He also struck out three. So we have lots to be happy about here after what we saw today. Jackson Merrill went three for three today in relief of Xander Bogarts. Manny Machado went two for two today. Matthew Batten took over for Manny Machado, went one for two in an RBI in the eighth inning. So if you wanted to see positive signs from the Padres today, you definitely saw it, even in a losing effort, because, again, the Cactus League Championship does not get you a parade, and the World Series title does. So we got to wait for the World Series title, and we're not going to fight for the Cactus League. I don't care. Uh, let's get some traffic. Let's see what's happening on the roadways, and uh, then we will hear from Manny Machado on Ben and Woods. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, he has made it through the snarled traffic. I said we were going to play some Andy Machado audio from Ben and Woods, but we are we're going to wait on that a little bit. But Tony Wood Jr. has joined us in Peoria. Tony, uh, a lot of uh, stuff that we had already talked about in the first hour, but how was it calling your first game today? Uh, first, sorry I left you hanging there. So it's long. okay. Traffic I saw the was, picture was, of the snarled traffic. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the. Um, quite the deal (laughs) Um, in terms of the game I mean it was as I expected it was the temp was faster 
uh, especially with runners with no runners on. That is going to be uh, my guess where most people get caught up. Um, but with runners on it, you really didn't notice much of a difference. Twenty seconds is, seems to be plenty enough time. Fifteen is tight, but uh, guys made the adjustment as I thought they would, and um, you know, all in all, I, I would say Major League Baseball is probably pretty happy with. Uh, what they saw and, and the results they got. Yeah, I was I was talking to someone, uh, some of the listeners earlier, and they were saying that it did feel a little quick, like you guys said on the broadcast. But I guess that's just because it's so different to see it move so quickly that maybe we're just not used to it. Well, I think we've become conditioned to how we do. the game has been played for so well the last, or twenty twenty three. I'd say the last ten years, maybe a little bit longer than that, maybe even in. Uh, the, the 2012 area, 2011, mm-hmm. um, the game has progressively gotten slower and slower, and so I think we've all conditioned ourselves to it. And certainly Jesse and I had to make adjustments, whereas in the past, in between pitches, maybe in a bat, you had plenty enough time to you know, dissect or, or talk about a specific topic. What you noticed today was that – there wasn't a lot of time to do that. Like the pitch was being thrown, uh, guys were in in the box, and um, you know it's that is the by design. And so it's going to take everybody. I think it's probably going to take, based on what we saw today, it's probably going to take the broadcasters uh, more time than <laughs> it is the players uh, to adjust their um, cadence and their tempo and 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 how they go about broadcasting game. I did hear you say that today. Like you were trying to break down a pitch, and and then you were like, "I got to go back to Jesse because it's happening so quick." Yeah, no, there, there was there wasn't. I mean, honestly, when there was nobody on, it moved really, really quickly. And I think because there was a lot more action, um, I, I you certainly didn't get that point. Like there was plenty of times last year when you're going through a game, and I'm sure people had the feeling like, "Man, this it's just taking forever." Yeah. There wasn't that thought never crossed my mind today, and obviously by the two hour and thirty plus minute game that uh, we got today, that's probably going to be the norm. And it wasn't like there was no run score; five runs scored, I think sixteen hits total. You had an error, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere around twelve guys left on base, maybe a little bit more than that. And so um, it wasn't like there was no; it was it was a, a, a very low scoring game, um, but. Um, that's probably going to be the norm right there. Kathy called in and, and made a good point as well that we didn't see many throwovers today, so that could also lengthen the game a, a little bit. Uh, right, there, you can only you only get two of those per yeah. base, right? Yeah. So um, guys are going to be selective in in how in how they use those. Um, Ryan Weathers, I think, was the first pickoff we saw today, and. Um, didn't really see any any others after that. We also only saw one stolen base, and that could just be because it was the first game. Uh, regulars in there probably want to work into that. Don't necessarily want to be stealing bags out to shoot, but um, it definitely was. Um, uh, it was a different pace today than than what we're used to. You want to hear what Manny Machado said about the first pitch clock violation? Okay, let me let's get this straight too. Is it a bad? I actually clock? already know what Manny Machado, but okay. Well, we've already played it, so I was going to play I was it for say, you. The, the, oh yeah, no, I heard he's in the record books, right? Yeah, he's in the record books. But what are we actually calling it? <laughs> we calling it a pitch clock violation or a batter's violation? Because it can't be a pitch clock violation if it's called on the batter. 
Mm, I mean, isn't it called a pitch clock? Yeah, but where? See, you're in the stadium, so the pitch clock on TV was right there. We saw what the pitcher was looking at. Was there a separate clock for right. the batter somewhere? There was. There was. It was to the to the well facing it. It would have been my left. Okay, so it's it down the, the third base the, slide? off the center field wall. No, no, center oh. field wall. Oh, okay, yeah. See, so I didn't even know that. Just off the batter's eye, you could see there was a clock. And, you know, there wasn't even really very many instances in which the clock wound down. Like, I mean, I think the closest we got to was like two seconds today before a pitch was thrown. Uh, Manny just wasn't in the box ready to go uh, with eight seconds remaining. And typical Manny didn't even <laughs> blink, didn't he even didn't. have a reaction, <laughs> just – uh, Robbie Ray then fell behind two one, and then he laced a single in the left left field. So I, yeah, I loved how Manny uh, just stood yeah, in the box. it's um yeah, didn't even it, it almost like he didn't even acknowledge that it was a strike <laughs> on him either. He just kind of like oh well oh well, it was right. Um, real quick before we hit the music here to go into the end of the hour, what happened with Juan Soto in left field? I I didn't see it. I was driving down, but I heard you guys describe it. We just had a question, so what do you got on that real quick? No, it was uh, it was a sun ball. I wouldn't even call it a sun ball. It was it was hitting the sky. He came a long way in to to grab it, to grab it, and it just looked like he just squeezed squeezed his glove a little late. And my guess is because he ended up with the glove right in front of his eyes, he really wasn't able to watch it go into his glove and just mistimed it. All right, well, let's uh, overreact about it, Tony. I guess that's this, this time of year, right? Like, do we one have air? to overreact one about it? One error by Juan Soto in one game? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> All right, Tony and I are going to regroup here in this break, but when we come back, we'll have more Gwen and Chris, more of his thoughts on the game today on 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.